Hey there, angry faithful. I just wanted to drop in, bend your ear a little bit, get your attention. So if you're not listening, drop what you're doing and pay attention to me. Because I'm here to inform you that not only can you get your daily, maybe if you're binging it, I'm not sure, that's entirely up to you, but you can multiply your doses of angry me fuckery by paying attention to all of the platforms upon which you can find either the dulcet tones of my voice and David's voice, or my pretty face and David's not-so-pretty face. Anyways, digressing. We, not only on we are on YouTube, we are on Spotify, we're on Rumble, we're on Google, Apple Podcast. We have a TikTok page. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Facebook. So if you find yourself fuckery deprived, curl up with a nice hot mug of shut the fuck up and just listen. Open those ear holes and be prepared to be cream pied like it's the first time. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Angry Faithful. Today on Nerd Sports, we're going to talk about the interesting sport of handball. Developed in London in uh, 2012. Sorry about that, folks. But it's basically soccer, but you use your hands. But yeah, it, it, I thought it was. I thought it was going to be like handball because we. I've I played handball. You know, you just have the big thick re- rubber ball and you toss it against the uh, uh, the wall and everything, and you ba- and bounce it around. You use basically your hand as a racket, right? But it's yeah. not. Uh, it's a uh, kind of like handball. Um... Dude, they're also 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 played on the mean streets of uh, Manhattan. Apparently, dude, those people that are in uh, France, Denmark, and uh, Norway are pulling six figures playing that sport. But it's well, is it six figures in euros or six figures in U.S. dollars? It just says six figure salaries, you know, because like six figure salaries in euros is probably like a buck fifty US US dollar. Not in euros. (laughs) Euros is like uh, it's only like. Well, I mean, think about think think about the source dollar. I mean, think about think about the source. You you know, you've got. Um. There we go. Europe. It's 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 all inclusive beta males. And with the exception of like maybe ten percent of the soccer players. Okay, the one euro is equal to point nine nine US dollar. Okay. So that's the exchange rate. So they're getting over on us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, uh, I think the United States is hitting this kind of inflation or uh, recession that nobody wants to talk about or anything. Wait, so forgiving all that student debt and printing money just at will doesn't hurt? No. That means the Democrats lied to us. 
You know, you know what's really sad is, you know what's really sad though, is I honestly thought about going and finding out our uh, Democratic uh, Democrat uh, uh, Congress person that's trying to get votes in our town and get them in there for you. I thought it would be interesting. Do we really want to dive that? Do we want to dive back into politics again? Honestly, I've been getting a lot of hits wanting me to do that. It would be bad for you only because the basic fact is uh, I try to keep these shows for about an hour to (laughs) an hour and a half. And if we dove into the politics and you get into the politics, we're looking at five to six hours. Right, because I'm going to hold them to task and make them answer for things like redistribution of wealth, uh, single-payer medicine when it's been proven all over the world that it's an inefficient model. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, for crying out loud, look at the VA. I mean, do I need to say anything else? No, not really. Okay, then. So, moving on, um, baseball news. Um, 27 years ago today, Kyle Ripken Jr. passed Lou Gehrig on the all-time consecutive games list by playing in his 2,131st consecutive game. Um, he, got, he, he got to do it at home in Camden Yards when he was playing for the Orioles. Um, I don't know. It, it it was funny. Oh, I saw I saw a funny clip. Um, yesterday was it yesterday? Yeah, it was. Well, actually, it was last night. So I saw. Let me try to fix my mic here. Hold on. So I I, I saw a funny clip on Twitter, or was it Reddit? I think it was Reddit. Um, J.K. Simmons, right? Our, our beloved um okay that, that sounds a little bit yeah that's still echoey i'm trying to fix no, it no 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 you gotta you gotta, gotta get it you gotta put the mic the the label towards you yeah i know i know i know there that's a little yeah it's not helping um jk simmons uh plays j jonah jameson and all the spider-man movies um yeah it was funny. He he was at the Angels game last night. He is a lifelong Detroit Tigers fan because he was born in born in Michigan, rooted for the Detroit Tigers his entire life. And <clears throat> um the uh the, the Tigers were in town playing the Angels. And he was just an optimistic Tigers fan at the game and he was being interviewed. And they were asking about, you know, what's it like to be able to see Mike Trout and Shoei Otani play? And he's like, I mean, they're just, they're studs, you know. Yeah. Um, he was at, he was asked about Shoei Otani specifically, and he's just, you know, he's like, he's been shutting the Tigers down. I mean, they, they really don't have an answer for him. And uh, <laughs> J.K. Simmons was uh, the manager of the Detroit Tigers in a movie called For for the love of the game mm-hmm. where Kevin Costner played a pitcher called Billy near named Billy Chapel. And he throws a perfect game 
in this movie. <laughs> and so the guys up in the booth were asking the 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 reporter, ask him if he thinks that Billy Chapel would have anything, you know, for for Shoei Otani and Mike Trout. And he goes, Oh yeah, Billy Chapel would shut those punks down. <laughs> so, because he had such a superior manager. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty cool. I mean, he's a man of the people. So, you know, I'm, I'm I was I was that that made me smile. I mean, I like J.K. Simmons. Um I don't know, Hollywood needs needs a little bit more realism and I I think he's just he's I don't know, he's just a likable guy. Um Judge Mike uh, Aaron Judge from the Yankees. He's he's now he's up to fifty four home runs so far. Um, he's projected to hit sixty five. That's what he's on pace for. Is he going to do it? I don't know. Don't really care. I think again, like I said last week, I think it'd be hilarious. Um, hey, Keith, if, talk, I gotta go grab something real quick. I'm gonna put you in. Okay, speaker. I think it would be hilarious for Mike Judge to 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 break the Yankee single season record knowing that he's going into free agency next year and and then then the Yankees turn around and not be able to afford him. Um uh Albert Pujols, uh he's right now he's sitting at uh, 695 home runs. He's one behind Alex Rodriguez uh for uh fourth all time at 696. Um, I would love to see Albert Pujols overtake Alex Rodriguez and actually hit 700 home runs. I mean, he'll only be the third player in Major League history to do that, and he would be the uh, third player. I mean, he would be the fourth player in Major League history to obtain 700 home runs, and he'd only be the third player to do it legitimately. And I say that because. Alex Rodriguez is one of his nicknames is Aroid because, well, you know, he's been caught with a needle in his hip so many different times. But um, we'll talk about what I just sent you later. Okay. So, and this is why I think Albert Pujols is going to be a, 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 almost a unanimous uh, first round ballot um, or first ballot you know, a selection to the Hall of Fame. He ranks fourth in Major League history with 122 pop flies or sacrifice sacrifice flies. So where he hits a pop fly and somebody scores an RBI on it, he ranks sixth in Major League history with 11,350 at-bats. Um, the next person in front of him is Ty Cobb with 11,440. Um, he also ranks 11th in Major League history with uh, 1,901 total runs scored. That's the number of times that he has crossed the plate. Um, the next person in line after him, or ahead of him rather, is Derek Jeter with 1,923. Uh, uh, Pujols ranks 10th in Major League history with 941 multi-hit games. The next, uh, the person in front of him is the great Tony Gwynn. Um, arguably one of the best hitters in all of Major League history. He's uh, he's in front of uh, Pujols right now with 951 um, uh, multi-hit career games. 
Um, let me see here. Now, Pujols has primarily played against left-handed pitching this year. Um, now, he's more most likely able to add to his home run total. Um, so, the Monday, which would be today, or no, that was yesterday. I think. Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. They played the they played the Nationals. Now they're playing the Nationals again tonight. Wednesday they're in, they're, they're well there's the the next four games. Uh well tonight, tomorrow and Thursday. They're the, he's they're all facing right-handed pitching. Um uh Paulo Espinino, Corey Abbott and Josiah Gray. All pitchers, the right-handed pitchers for this for the Nationals. I say that we get Albert Pujols out there and just put the bat in his hand. At least at that point, he's racking up at bats. Um, I mean, because if it, you know, if if you were saving him for the quote-unquote left-handed pitchers, managers of the opposing teams are going to work their way around that. If they don't want to get beat by Alba Prohost, they're not going to go to a left-hander. That's all there is to it. Um, just because of the left-handed delivery, you know, it's it's down and in on a right-handed pitcher or right-handed hitter. So, and that and that's basically where Alba Prohost likes to golf shots out. So, I I say get him out there. At the very least, you know, put him in a position where they have to pitch to him. You know, uh, I mean, because the law of averages is on his side at that point. The you know the more at bats he gets, the more likely the scenario is going to come along where he's going to be, you know, there's going to be people in front of him. You know, the, he may run into a bases loaded situation. Uh, where they won't have any place to put him unless they give him the Barry Bonds treatment, where they sacrifice, you know, they'll they'll eat a run and walk him with the bases loaded just to avoid from him hitting a home run on him. But I, I, that, I don't think is that, there a name I don't, I, actually that I forget the, the Barry there, Bonds treatment. Yeah, and yeah, okay. and it was dubbed that way because whenever Barry Bonds was on his steroid fueled uh, rampage through the uh, home run totals. Um, he 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 would come up to bat, and people teams would actually he would come up in a bases loaded situation, and as opposed to giving up a four run home run, a grand slam, they just walk him, and they would just walk in a run on purpose, okay, to avoid you know just to avoid you know you know just to to limit the damage so to speak. Um, I mean they're like oh it's a sign of respect. I mean uh, and and honestly. It's not I really. Feel, it's not I would feel. I would feel disrespected as a hitter because it's like, okay, you're taking the bat out of my hand, you know, kind of a thing. So, I mean, anybody in the in a lineup from one through nine has the has an opportunity or the potential to potentially hit one out on any given pitch. Um, you're just focusing in on that one guy and you're like, you've got him circled on the, on the, on the roster or on the lineup card. This guy is not going to be the one that beats us today. So I don't know. 
Um, I, I say get him out there. Put him in the starting lineup. Get him out there. Get him at bats. At least work those totals up. And, you know, right-handed pitchers make mistakes, too. They'll, I mean, they'll try to hang a curve. You know, they'll try to put a curveball down the, you know, down the pipe or paint a corner. And a pitcher, could, he could leave a breaking ball out over the middle or he could hang a curveball. And, you know, Albert Pujols is a seasoned enough of a hitter. And he, I mean, he's, he's, his, his nickname is the machine for a reason. So I, I say, put him in the lineup and I say, get him out there. You know, don't save him for left-handed pitching because you, you don't know when that situation is you know, going to be there. I mean, they, they may pull a left-handed reliever in and you pull switch hit, you know, uh, you know, pull a, put him in as a pinch hitter, but then you got to rearrange your defensive lineups. And so I say, just get him out there start him at first base and let him play, you know, and I don't know. That's just, that's just my take on it. Um, and yeah, I mean, even if you're having him in there as like a designated hitter, because everybody's got the designated hitter this year, I say, get him out there, put him in as your, as your DH and, and just let him swing. I mean, save the wear and tear on his body, keep him out, out of the, out of, out of fielding the ball defensively and just go on about your day. So. I don't know. I, I I just I think that it it would be more advantageous for them to get him out there on a daily basis, face as many pitchers, and see as many pitches as he possibly can, because the season is winding down, and we want to try to get to him to seven hundred, or at the very least, past Alex Rodriguez. Um, just just for the just for the sheer sake of you know. Hey, look, I mean, you're already in the Hall of Fame, but it would be nice for you to be able to join the 700 Club. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, so let me see here. NFL news. I got some uh, brown NFL news. Yeah, uh, um, go ahead. The best of the NFL uh, free agents still using. Uh, list of free agents entering 2020, uh, 22 season, especially impressive with uh, several former pro ballers and all uh all pro still available. Some of the best players will remain unsigned all season, while others will uh, others will quickly get uh, snatched up uh, whenever an injury occurs. Uh, wide receiver uh, Odell Beckman Jr., fresh off the Super Bowl win from the well, with the Rams, uh, <clears throat> uh, his free agent is uh, completed. Uh, he said from a torn ACL in February's uh, February Super Bowl, so he uh, won't be ready to return to the field until uh, at least mid-season. Team could sign him now and place him in IR with the intent to bring him back onto the field when he's healthy. Uh, another one is another wide receiver, uh, Will Fuller. Uh, he's He's been injured. Uh, the former Texans and Dolphins uh, wiped out, played uh, just 55 of the possible 97 games in, uh, in his career due to his various injuries. Uh, injuries, uh, injuries. Injuries? God, I don't know why that word just stopped me. It is so fucked off. Uh, the, <laughs> and a P, what's a PED suspension? Performance enhancing drugs or suspension. Yeah. That makes sense. It doesn't say that it doesn't. 
Okay, anytime they use a form uh form of uh enhancement drug, I thought they were just fired. Now they're nope. suspended now? Nope. Was never the case, will never be the case. Um I mean not unless it's just habitual. And then at that point, I mean they could just put them on an indefinite suspension, but there's always there's always avenues of recourse and an appeal that's available um, to uh, the players through the players union. Um, well, we got a def- uh, defensive end uh, after 12 season. J- uh, JPP uh, Jason Perry Paul injured his 20 uh, 22 looking. Jason Perry Paul, yeah, he played for the. He played for the Buccaneers last year. Um, he he signed with the Buccaneers two years ago, and that was the you know he 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 came on as a late addition after Tampa Bay signed Tom Brady, and then of course you know everybody knows that they went out and won the Super Bowl that first year. But well, he has um, a ninety one point five career sacks. That's a good percentage. Uh, yeah. So it's. He, he, when he played for the Giants, <laughs> he was that guy that went out and became the poster child for why you're not supposed to play with fireworks unsupervised. He blew off, mo- uh, blew off a couple of his fingers one year while he was playing <laughs> for the New York Giants. Um, it didn't affect him as so as far as like his ability to play because he was still an amazing defensive player. Yeah, um, you know he just couldn't play as himself and you know on madden uh you know because you kind of need digits to to work the controller right i've i've so, seen people use like the uh Stephen hawking type uh stuff to play video games so he might be able to still do it yeah i brought that up and that's a horrible, <sighs> horrible way yeah there we go there we go everybody has to take a drink now Finally got after a couple of uh, episodes. I finally got Johnny to do the. Ah, can't believe he did that. Breath. It's awesome. I feel accomplished now. Uh, <laughs> defensive tight end. I I am going to butcher this name. I can get a song. And Kongsu. Kongsu. There we go. You please. Yeah, I, I couldn't even do it. I, w- I was going to have to do it again. The Kamo uh, Khan Sue. Adamakin. Adamakin Sue. Adamakin. Man. Yes. And he also plays for the Buccaneers. Yeah. He plays for the Buccaneers. Six sacks in 17 uh, games, even at 35. The five time pro bowler could contribute to a uh, counter this season if he finds the right role. Uh, We have uh, another uh, defensive tight end, Shelton Richardson. Richardson is 31. Switch teams almost every year in 2022 will likely be no, uh, no difference since uh, 2016. He's played for the Jets, the Seahawks, the Vikings, the Browns. Last season, Richardson had a 2.5 sack. Oh, damn. And 39 combined sacks in 17 games. That's not get, looking good. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why anybody would actually... Uh, 
sign him unless they just needed an extra player. Mm. I mean, it could be a number of things. Yeah. Uh, linebacker Dona Hightower. Uh, Dante Hightower. Dante Hightower. Don't Donta Hightower. Donta Hightower. Let me have that one. Uh, it's not often that three-time Super Bowl champ and uh, is in the market in September. But uh, in this case, with Hightower, he was clearly uh, a step slower in 2020. Uh, even so, Hightower remains one of the NFL's smartest players. It is unknown if he uh, will play aside, uh, outside of New England or if he will be content to uh, retire after nine seasons with the Patriots. Uh, center back. Uh, CB is center back, right? Or with cornerback, cornerback. Uh, like most players on this list, Hayden is a safer veteran who, uh, whose best days are long behind him, but doesn't, uh, but that doesn't mean he can't contribute in 2020. Uh, Hayden 33 had, uh, was a pro bowler in 2013, 14 and 19, allowing 32, uh, catches and, 49 targets in 12 games last season. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I, honestly, I'm just ready for the season to start. Uh, college football was a little lackluster this weekend. And it's just usually because the first couple of weeks of the college football season, all of the big powerhouse teams, I mean, everybody plays – Basically a warm-up game against some unsuspecting powder puff squad. Yeah. Um, you know, what, and I'm just there's a word to, for that, though. There's actually a word for that. Uh, yeah, I forget what it is. I mean, it's basically just a... It's like... It's a scrimmage. Uh, yeah. So... Scrimmage, I think. I, I couldn't tell you the uh, life of me. It's kind of... It's kind of like, you know, uh, buttering yourself up with a uh, person that can't really fight back and you know you're gonna win it, it, okay longest yard it was it was the longest yard basically what it was was the whole the whole thing with that movie was the setup the correctional officers to uh get a cheap win with the inmates so they feel more confident going into the rest of the season yeah it's to, to to uh work on the other team the actual teams they're going to have to go up against for a championship uh yeah. basically the other uh, uh farms uh or units whatever you want to say on those but uh <clears throat> sorry folks the problem with that is is you you don't know if it's going to be an underdog story. And yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some of these teams that really made these ranked teams sweat this weekend. And it was kind of entertaining to watch. But eh, for the most part, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, like I said, the NFL kickoff weekend is this coming weekend. Yeah. Um, not really a whole lot that I want to go over as far as football is concerned nascar was interesting this weekend um christopher bell who drives for richard petty motorsports um no not christopher bell 
Was it Eric Jones? No, it was Christopher Dobbs. Um, no, Eric Jones. That's right. Uh, all right. So Eric Jones, he drives the number forty-three car. Now uh, he drives it for uh, uh, Richard Petty Motorsports or Richard Petty Racing. Anyway, so um, this this was the first race of the playoffs, and he pulled off an improbable victory. Um, <clears throat> now, what was kind of funny and historic about um, this win that he pulled off was the last time this the, the win this past Sunday came exactly 50 years to the day since the 43 car last went to victory lane at Darlington. Hmm. And it was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first win for Richard Petty Motorsports since John Andretti back in the early 2000s, maybe even the 90s. So <laughs> it's been a while. Um I mean, and I'm happy for him. Uh, I mean, the kid, he's been in the sport forever, um, it seems like. But he, it's it's nice to see, you know, somebody besides the normal powerhouse teams getting a victory. Um, Next, uh, see the next race is going to be at believe uh, the next race. Yeah, the next race is at Kansas Speedway. Um, it's race number two of the uh, round of sixteen. So at this point, Eric Jones is advanced. Um, Actually, no, wait. Let me look at the standings real quick because I didn't think he made the playoffs. No, Eric Jones didn't make the playoffs, but um, it, it's it's kind of funny because like seeing a non-playoff driver score a victory was kind of satisfying. Um, I mean the points, the point standings for the people that are still eligible. It it really no, it's not round sixteen. I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I don't know what I'm thinking. Uh, the round of twelve. So I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, no, it's round sixteen still. Jesus, I'm just all over the place today. Um, well, you. Just got off the road for about six hours, so yeah. Um, we've got it. See, Chase Elliott was the points leader going into the playoffs, now he's sitting ninth, uh, you know. So, I mean, it, it really just kind of puts that emphasis, which is what they intended, puts emphasis on winning races. Um, 
So, I mean, it, it's, it's, I'm going to try as diligently as I can to watch as many races as I can during the course of the playoffs, just because I want to see how it plays out because there is going to be some drama. Let me tell you. Um, but it's, oh, and the, a, 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 this past week uh, on Wednesday night, Dale Earnhardt Jr. got back in a car. He drove a late model stock car at North Wilkesboro Speedway. And this Speedway hadn't seen actual racing since the early 90s. Is that um, the one they're trying to uh, revamp? Oh, it's back and in a big, big, big way. And it started out as kind of like Dale Jr. kind of putting the track owners in the in a corner. Um, he was on his way with the track owner to Las Vegas because he needed a, a you know broadcast be on the be in the broadcast booth for a race. Okay. And they flew over North Wilkesboro. And he was like, oh, so he texted the owner of iRacing, which is the uh, online race simulator, mm-hmm. and said, hey, I want to I, I want to scan North Wilkesboro into the game because he wanted to, at the very least, if they can't restore the track, he wanted to re- preserve it for posterity, at least. In yeah, he was, form. he was supposed to do and, and the guy was like, look, hey, man, um, or no, he was on he was in the on the plane. Yeah, he was on the plane with the owner of iRacing going to Las Vegas, and he texted the owner of North Wilkesboro, said, hey, I want to do this. I want to I scan the track. And he goes, look, man, if you want to go out there and weed eat that thing and clean it off, go right on ahead and scan it. And so he gets a hold of the iRacing. He, he tells the his buddy, he's like, you know, who the owner of iRacing, he's like, hey, he told me if we go out there and clean it up, we can do whatever we want. And it was, I mean, the, the, so Dale Jr. tweeted this out, and the response was so deafening. Yeah, we did a story on one of the episodes. Twitter. Yeah, so they went out there, and it was raining, it was cold, and it was wet, and they were out there with weed eaters and blow torches and shovels, and just they cleaned the track up, and they scanned the whole thing in for the game. And they kept, and so people were like, hey, this track is still here. So they've been working like for the last couple of years to try to get this whole thing together. August 31st was the, the uh, late model stock race that Dale Jr. ran in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the way that they brought the track back during the month of August, there was racing every night of the week for a solid month. Right. The night that they the, the night that they ran that that super or that that late uh, late model stock car race, there was twenty thousand people in the stands. Twenty thousand people in attendance to watch that race. Yeah, I mean, people have been wanting this track to come back for years because I mean, it was a it was a staple, and it was one of the more unique tracks on the circuit, um, and the. <laughs> So when you come out of turns uh, three and four, or, uh, no, you comes out of, come out of turns one and two, right? And you're going up the back stretch, the back straightaway. You're actually driving uphill. 
And mm. so, and then when you come out of turns three and four, heading in down the front straightaway towards turn one, you're actually driving downhill. So you're flying down the front straightaway. And there, because of that elevation change, it was a really challenging track for drivers to drive whenever it was actually part of the Winston Cup schedule on the regular basis. Um, so now they're, they're what they're going to do, I think, in October uh, or September, I think. I can't remember what. There's, there's an itinerary for it. But after they're done doing all the asphalt racing, they're going to go and tear the track or tear all the asphalt out, and they're going to make it a dirt track for, for like a month or two. And all of the money from ticket sales, um, all of the streaming partners, the pay-per-views and stuff like that are all going 100% towards uh, this restoration project. They're going to repave. They're going to repave North Wilkesboro and they're going to modernize it because they're trying to bring NASCAR back to that track, uh, whether it's you know, through the Cars Tour, or if it's through the Arca Series, or the Craftsman Truck Series, or the Xfinity Series, and ultimately it would be really great to see the NASCAR Cup guys go back to North Wilkesboro, um, because it's... Well, it's a good revenue for the town that actually... Oh, it's absolutely, uh, yeah. And, and, and I was listening to Dale Jr.'s download, uh, his podcast, uh, today on the way back to, uh, to, to, to Lake Jackson, so... Mm-hmm. It they they did a uh they recorded his live QA that he did before the race last Wednesday and he pulled some drivers up because everybody's like everybody knows my story, but I want you guys to see and hear from some of these drivers that drive this series and they do it for a living. They talked to one guy, he grew up his entire life about six hundred yards from turn three at that track. Damn. And so, I mean, he grew up in the shadow of this track. His family was involved with the history of this track. His granddad was one of the builders. His um, granddad, his, his great uncle was one of the designers of the track. Um, you know, and it just, the, just the family histories just kind of, inter, you know, it, you know, I mean, there was a uh, one guy, um, uh, I think his name is, uh, Spencer Parson mm-hmm. or Spencer Parsons. Yeah. Um, Stefan, Stefan Parsons. Um, he, he, he's, he's related to Phil Parsons, uh, Benny Parsons. I mean, in, as, as it relates to NASCAR history, that's, that's damn near royalty. Um, they used to run at that track all the time in cup cars, um, back in the day when it was Winston. And, you know, so it's 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 really cool that you know to see you know this track being brought back to life to, to kind of like a grassroots movement to to really bring NASCAR back to back to earth, so to speak. I mean, yeah, we know that the cars are going to get faster, the cars are going to become safer, and you know, with speed comes danger, so they're going to have to dial one back to make the other one you know work better. Um, and I'm not talking about safety. I'm talking about dialing the speeds down just a little bit to make the cars a little bit safer, instituting new safety measures. Um, engineering is constantly becoming more and more of a science every day. Yeah. Um, but 
I'm talking about, you know, it, the NASCAR circuit now, it, the two, the, the top three series, you've got the trucks, the Xfinity cars, and the cup cars, they tour the entire country. And it used to be a real regional sport. It used to be a Southeastern kind of a thing. Um, you know, the Carolinas, Georgia, uh, Alabama, Florida, that kind of thing. Um, and they would occasionally go out to Riverside, uh, Speedway out in California and do a road race. But, um, I mean, it would just kind of be nice for NASCAR to include some of these original tracks in their schedules and, re, you know, just kind of give these local economies just a huge infusion of cash once a year, you know, something along those lines. Um, you know what I thought just now? What's that? Well, you, this this is your job right now to do. Uh, get Daryl uh, Earnhardt on so we can actually uh, uh, talk about <laughs> the restoration oh, project and everything. It, that... here, here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the deal. Okay. okay? You are only allowed to ask him one question because you will act like a little scroll girl when he's on. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh-huh. And, you know, and it no, and it's because I mean, would it be cool to get Dale Jr. on the show? Absolutely. But would it realistically happen? I dude, I'm being a realist and I'm gonna say probably not gonna happen. But I'll I'll tell you what. But I, I no, no, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Okay. Let me finish. Okay. I will do my due diligence and I will try to figure out whom it is that I've got to contact at Dirty Mo Media or JR Motors or Junior Motorsports to try to make that happen because this dude, I mean, okay, so in addition to the Dale Junior download, they've got all these other different podcasts. I mean, they've got Door Bumper Clear, they've got um there there's just there's there's like five or six different podcasts alone that i can think of i mean some are more obscure than others but then i mean you've got your dale jr download and you've got your door bumper clear um but i i mean if i can't get dale jr i'm gonna see what i can do it to at the very least see if we can get mike davis on there mike davis mike davis is his um uh, co-host one of Dale Jr. one of Dale Jr.'s best friends. Um, I love listening to their back and forth. I really do. Um, I, I'll see, man. I, I'll try. I'm not going to make any guarantees, but I will promise that I will try. I'm not going to give any updates because I don't want to get people's hopes up. But I, I, I tell you what, if if I were to actually land Dale Earnhardt Jr. My sister Serena would certifiably and absolutely shit a brick. <laughs> okay, so to kind of put it into perspective here, okay, my sister Serena, she was one of those fangirls that actually had a t shirt that said, Future Mrs. Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> And when That's when tough. she found out that he was engaged, was she crying? Oh, oh, she was like, "I don't like her," you know. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, "Okay." The way I, 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 I want you, I want, I, 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 you know, because I was like, do, do, 
do you really think that you would have stood a chance with him to begin with? And she's like, well, no, that's not the point. Oh, no, that's <laughs> definitely the point. That's the point we're fucking it's got nothing to do with the point. Yeah. It's one of the it's one of those things like uh I do believe that's the whole point, ma'am. But uh, anyways, uh th- this is this is how I want you to treat it, okay? I want you to treat it like you're the slutty little girl that wants that fucking dick and you're getting that dick. No matter what you have to do, you get Well, that. I personally think that dicks are unattractive. I don't, I, I don't even like I don't even like looking at my own. Part. I don't even like looking at my own when I'm taking a piss. You I, prepare for the thing. Watch a couple of game pornos or some shit like that, but go after that goddamn fucking dick. <sighs> we're 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 way past the uh 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 32nd uh time frame, so I can say Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> give me just a few moments. I'm going to try to get a hold of Colin. <laughs> and that's moment that <laughs> that that is that is that is me telling you okay it's enough that's yeah it's, it's time to get but, it up here but no uh it, it's one of those things you just got to try man hey spud what's going on dude Hi. oh you don't sound like you feel good now are you getting congested hey. you're fine okay Okay. Oh, 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 you're eating spicy ramen, so your nose is running. I gotcha. Okay. You got your joke all queued up, man? All right, hold on just a second. Let me play your intro here. I, I, I need, I need, like, and this is another reason you why need I need to record better. it, I, then put it on the thing. Let me finish. Acuna your tatas, distress your breasts, calm your tits, Dave. Okay. I, need, I, I was saying I need a better soundboard so that way I can program more sounds into it, kind of like your fancy little washboard there. All right, but anyway, I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, angry faithful of all ages, it's that time once again for my genetic code to saturate your eyes and your ear holes. It's joke time. With Colin. Go for it, bud. What? Hey, hey, back up from the phone and say that again. What did the toaster say to the slice of bread? What? Don't want you inside me. You told that one this weekend, didn't you? I think you did. I, oh, I think you did. No? Okay. All right. All right. Hey, I was wrong. Now I feel like dad of the year because I feel like now I just put on display for the entire world that I wasn't paying a, that much attention, yeah. which you know is not true. You knew I was paying attention to you, right? There you go. Shake your head up and down in that north-south seeking direction. All right, bud. Well... I will call y'all here in just a little while, okay? All right. Smile. Not that anybody can see you because we need to get you on Zoom so we can do the, you know, bring you in. Anyways, you know what I'm yeah. trying to say. All right, bud. I love you. <laughs> Talk to you later, buddy. Later. Oh, you know what? Ladies I- and gentlemen, that 
is my genetic code on display once again for your eyes to feast and for your ear holes to be saturated. This was your weekly installment of Joke Time with Colin brought to you by whatever testicle he swam out of. You're welcome. Uh, you know what I just realized this week? I was just, I was just, I was staring at the wall, and uh, I realized that spam callers are probably the unsown heroes now. Yeah, why is that? Well, think about this. Uh, most bombers they use cell phones to detonate the bombs and everything. So those terrorists are like one phone call away from, you know, a limited war- uh, extended warranty call, and boom, there goes a terrorist. So could could you imagine that? Yeah, but they're not calling numbers in Afghanistan or Iraq. You never know. Oh my God! Stop barking! You, you gotta love a dog. I love my dog, but there are days I just want to punch him in the nose. <laughs> oh, that's animal cruelty. We need to cancel that show. You know what? I need you to pucker up and just plant one right there on my right cheek. All right, everybody. My name is David Dickerman. And I am Johnny Skelton, the man, the myth, the lesson, the the lesson. You even messed it up. (laughs) I did. I did. Uh, The lesson. See, the lesson that we just learned. Enunciate. Oh, yeah. Victory! (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for watching.